Hi, comic readers, and welcome to another live episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Off the Rack is a comic book review show where we take the comic books of the last week and we recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that we think that you should check out that are coming out this week. And that's really exciting. This is a news and reviews kind of show. We talk about the news and we try to keep the riffraff out by, of course, asking you to be our sponsor for the latest episode. That is the episode that's happening right now. You can do so by using Super Chats, ask a question or comment, read it here on the show. Or if you catch the show after it's already aired and you're watching this on YouTube.com slash Returns, as you ought to be, you can always use the Super Thanks. There's like a little heart with a dollar sign in it. That's like using a Super Chat if you so choose. If you don't want to do that, no big deal. You can always listen on Spotify or you can join us at Patreon.com slash Pop, or just like the video, subscribe to the channel. That helps us out as well. All the uh, house cleaning is uh, done. Let's talk about a uh, kind of unofficial sponsor that we got. This was a, a is com- it me dancing. It, that that is just an added bonus. But we received a, uh, a, a a kindness from our friends over at Huff. I was like, wait, I know Huff. Huff. Now Huff. I knew it started with an H and a U, and then I just thank you. Know. Yeah, me too. I thought I, it was, I was like, Huff. is it HUD? Um, but Huff hooked us up a while back with a really really nice um, decorative skateboard. That was the gold foil variant of the Jim Lee X-Men number one. I don't skateboard. I think that's why they sent it to us because it's obviously a, uh, it's a, 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 a decorative piece. Amazing. It was gorgeous. And so we're going to put it up on the main thing. Yes. Um, but uh, we also received this other thing. I didn't uh, ask for this. This just came to a, to our place of residence and was like, here, check this out. And we we're like, thanks. So thanks to Huff for sending us this care package. And it says Huff on it. Of classic Marvel tees. Oh, that's funny. Which it's actually, like it's like a shirt that is advertising old Marvel shirts. That's really fun. That's kind of cool. I really I, I remember these oh, shirts. Oh my god, look at this Doctor Strange coming out of a skull. Ooh. Maybe these are shirts that they make that we can get. Because I see that like the shirt you have in your possession is one of them. Although I doubt it's probably an ad when you order the next one. What? No. This isn't one of them. No? This is none of them. Oh, well, maybe. Oh, that Thanos Eye Crew sweatshirt? No, this is like the advertisement that Marvel would put out. Yeah. Yeah, it's like from an old 90s comic. That's awesome. Wow, okay. I know, isn't this sick? That's, and it's, oh my gosh, there's Hollow 2? Yeah. This is, you can't skate with these. No. You can't skate with these. I never would. Look at that. Look at this. Isn't that freaking amazing? That's freaking amazing. Are you freaking kidding me? gorgeous i was like oh my god if you go to huffworldwide.com you can find out more about them uh and uh so yeah go check out huffworldwide.com big thanks to huff for hooking us up twice now uh with these gorgeous display piece uh, skateboards freaking amazing all yeah. right yay thank you so much holy crap i really love the snap on the front too and right we hang this up we're never gonna see that i know i, I know. love it that's why it should just right. be like available like we just have them out. It's like uh, I always wanted to have like a uh, an armory of like sci-fi weapons. Just have them out so you can just grab them and then pretend to get into a shootout with Deckard or uh, Judge Dredd or something. Thanks for doing the unboxing, Tiffany. That's freaking awesome. I, I know. Someplace safe. Good idea. They're safe. That's really good. That's right? really cool. I mean, like again, that's like something that's like not. That's not my thing normally. No. If there's a tag here. We're leaving the tag on. Why? Why not? The tag is staying. Yeah. Dang, that's really, really neat. Right? <sighs> so anyway, uh, as far as... Uh, Is that our news portion I guess of that the was, show? that was what the news would be. Did you have some news? No. Uh, 
no news is good news i think that's fair to say um no uh, uh regrettably arlene sorkin the oh, uh, yeah. iconic I'm voice of uh, harley quinn passed away yes uh and that was unexpected and tragic yes i was really sad to hear about it i saw it from a bunch of random news websites and that was why i didn't really like talk about it at all number one because i don't know her personally and i don't i don't normally do that right but right, right. um but I was like, you, you need to check your, you need, you need to make sure that they're from like a verifiable source. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be like, oh, RIP Arlene, Arlene Sorkin. And then find out like she's, she was sick. Like, I'm or, fine. Yeah. Or, or not dead, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So um, ultimately it was like verified by people like Mark Hamill. Uh, I still haven't seen like a deadline article about it or like a, you know, or a variety or anything like that. But mm -hmm. even still, uh, uh, I think it's enough to say uh it, it it's it's true and yeah. it's a shame and it really is like, no it is she's too young and uh yeah i never accepted anyone else as harley quinn <laughs> so <clears throat> it's really sad yeah no it is honestly um even if you didn't know who she was you definitely knew who she was you did so because you can't um, see her outfit without thinking that voice yeah uh, that is the character like yeah. she was she always was the character i mean if it weren't for paul dini's love of arlene sorkin harley quinn wouldn't exist oh yeah no and everyone sure. else is just doing a pale comparison of arlene sorkin mm -hmm. uh and uh she'll be sorely missed absolutely so uh you know that, that that's all i want to say about that uh yeah let's jump into some books okay let's talk about some comic books sure uh, uh let's what did about, you read not a lot actually because i was we had a two and a half hour episode of back issues that you ethan and i recorded uh just on wednesday here's a good one and i spent the last uh week record or editing it and uh, i just finished it literally as we were leaving the house and uh so that will be up on patreon.com slash comic pop when we are done with the show so you can check it out before it comes out on wednesday mm. Um, I do apologize for it not being done that early, but long episodes end up being, uh, you know, more intensive. But I'm happy to say that it's only like an hour and a half. So I cut out yeah, another hour a lot. of junk. I don't but, know what uh, we were doing for that it's extra just, hour. There, oh, the last hour was basically at the end where we just talked about other things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I didn't read a lot. Like I really wanted to read Immortal Thor. I read some of Immortal Thor, but I, I didn't read enough of it for me to say, Oh, I read Immortal Thor. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I did read Night Terror. How, how about the, but like, all right, so you can't say that you did, but oh. the pages that you did read, how do you feel about the tone that's being set? In uh, you know, it's Al Ewing, so it's like, it makes sense. It's uh, it, it's good uh, in terms of what I got so far. Mm -hmm. uh, Kokolo's art is good. Okay. Um, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it much uh, outside of like maybe Reddit. Okay. Um, so, I don't know uh, what the what the over under is on this book, okay. but you know the cover is great. Although I don't understand it, maybe if I had finished the book, I would understand it better. But I was like, what's happening here? Right, right. Um, but I I love the original costume. Glad Ewing's bringing that back. Right. I like uh, I like the tone. I liked the like how they set the uh, the stage for the character. Yeah. We, we have a, like a little moment where uh, Thor fights Frost Giants. It's just a little reminder, like this is what Thor is all about. And uh, and 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 I'm like, yeah but, yeah, but he hasn't been that in a long time. And they're like, yeah, but he is now. You know, it, it's interesting too. I, I wonder. Um, you know, hopefully it resonated with with folk. Um, I do wonder if it had a little bit of a a little bit of an uphill on this one mm -hmm. because of the expectations yeah. from the success of Immortal Hulk. That's it, right? Like, if you're gonna call it Immortal Thor, 
you're and it's written by alan ewing like you're gonna be thinking immortal right hulk. and isn't it funny too how much uh hulk and thor seem to have a crossover yeah yeah of creators who want to work on those characters it's true yeah no it's and, weird and so it's actually. almost like they're somehow in the same like you know like like, like a bat family a spider family you know what i mean like yeah but they're not no i mean it, it, it's but it's there just, is some kind of like weird inherent connection between the two characters yeah and i guess it has to do with like the fact that they can you know take Thor can take it yeah. yeah they they both can fight each other and yeah but. although interestingly enough i should point out this is not really like me complaining but like when we talked about banner of war like the donny cates written thor versus hulk mini event that marvel yeah. put out mm -hmm. not only did i didn't did i not hear a lot of enthusiasm about the character uh, or about the event but like that's one of the worst performing back issues of the year Ooh! like people just didn't They'll find it i i mean even if they don't like that's fine i'm not it, it that was true. weeks ago <laughs> you know it was months ago that's but over that's basically that's over. it might as well not exist but i was just like surprised by how uh you know it's like hulk versus thor and it's written by like a superstar like writer like this is kind of like a, a good definitive here's what these characters are all about and here's their like fight nope no one was excited wow overall yeah, it was yeah. weird it was weird but uh yeah so um i i can't recommend Th well, immortal thor only because i haven't finished it but i do look forward to finishing it and talking about it i will say that uh you know what i read i was like this is cool but i didn't like get i, I couldn't not finish it you know what i mean like, right it wasn't like you were like it, it was more of a time issue and less of like a i don't want to finish this I, it, I, it didn't compel me to finish it oh okay uh but let's talk about night terrors <laughs> uh night terrors number four oh, okay uh stefano nessi uh Yusebi um and of course joshua williamson mm -hmm. uh this is uh not the end but it is getting there to the uh mega crossover event of the quarter from dc comics uh featuring uh dead man as batman the resurrected corpse of wesley dodds mm -hmm. and their brand new villain uh insomnia this is interesting. And Damien. and Damien, of course, is also there because Josh Williams is writing it. So this uh, does showcase the true origin of insomnia and uh, it catches you up with, I think, the last bit of another previous book. I think it was Batman number two, mm -hmm. uh, which is like, didn't I read that scene already? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, there it is. And it was just kind of linking them. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm seeing the same scene, but from a different vantage point. Um, yeah, but it was fun to see Wesley do his thing. Uh, I'm starting to like get into Wesley Dodds being back or being part of this and being in the DC universe. I kind of like a character that's been out of the loop for a while. He's um, almost feeling like, like in terms of knowledge and attitude, like uh, Constantine esque yes. role. Not quite there. No, we're, we don't want to do that yet. But like you know, just in terms of like having had enough of it and you know, mm -hmm. quick answers. Yeah, a little grittier, right? Not he, again, not quite where John is, but right. you, you get what I'm saying. But they get the nightmare stone, and of course, like you fools, you've you want you, you played right into my hands. Now you see me as I truly am. Like, oh, okay. I mean, we knew that was coming. Mm -hmm. Like, we knew that. Like, I mean, Dead Man and and, and company being like, we got to get that nightmare stone because he wants it so bad. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, he wants you to get it. It's just, you know. I don't know. I, I I'm not. I feel no tension in, in this entire series. Mm -hmm. I've just kind of been enjoying it in terms of like it being fun. Okay. You know, it's like oh okay. You know, mm -hmm. although uh, the, the book is essentially 
window dressing. Like what we really want is the tie-ins. They're like, just just look at the nightmare for Wonder Woman. Just look at the nightmare for Batman. Like check out Zatanna's nightmare. Uh, you know, the, these are the things that they were like, that, that are like the selling points of Night Terrors. And then there's like the plot, which is, it feels a little repetitive. You know, like Dead Man as Batman teams up with someone. Mm-hmm. They uh, talk about the problem again. Uh, Dead Man reaches into Insomnia's mind, learns a little bit more about Insomnia's backstory, and then is kicked out. Monsters attack them, or bad guys, or minions, or whatever, and they leave. You know, I'm like, all right, that's what, what this has been. Um, this one gives you the full kind of like backstory about insomnia. How'd you feel about insomnia's kind of like reveal? Um, I, you know, I, and again, like I've, I've really said that this whole thing has had like a certain like nostalgia factor yeah. to it. And so his like reveal of why he is the way he is, mm-hmm. even though they really didn't point out the fact that it was clearly his fault. Right. Like he has one line there and I'm like, this is your fault. You're an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, that is a very like old school villain of, kind like, of tropey villain, but it, like not done in a way where it's like lazy. Yes. It, it, again, it just feels like Williamson is definitely going out of his way to make something that feels nostalgic. Yeah. Um. So like in terms of his origin being that, you know, like, oh, it was comp- like, oh, I got sent home early from work because like the Justice League are fighting a bunch of evil Batman. I'm yes. like, oh, OK, at least we kind of established that this is fairly recent ish. Mm-hmm ish in terms of like comic books um has any as much as anything can be recent uh-huh. um that you know he's like and they say to evacuate but it'll be fine i trust in the justice league and, and right. it's like and the justice league's like i didn't ask you to do that yeah dude we told you to evacuate and we, we did that <laughs> for a reason you know yeah like it wasn't like he followed the rules and it still happened anyway no. he did not follow the rules and then he blamed the justice league and i'm right. like that is very much the like hallmark slash trope of like that type of villain absolutely you know no it's all your fault because i won't allow myself to to recognize that it was my right to blame myself for having killed my family right 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 um that said this this issue in particular and just talking about it now made me realize how much i kind of wish this was just like batman dead man and and I Damien. guess Wesley Dodd. Like, oh yeah, and Wesley just, Dodd. Yeah. Just them. Yeah. Because like that's really where the core is. And yeah, no, it it's not like Wonder like it's, Woman showing up and helping out. Right, right. It almost feels like it's getting tripped up by having like these other tie-in mm-hmm. issues, and I and I get it from a terms of a marketing want. Yeah. Why they might do this? Right. Um, but. I also kind of wish that this was all just a self-contained sort of story. I think yeah. Williamson could have really knocked it out of the park in terms of telling the nightmares. Just to the Bat family or just to the, well, like, no, the he core? Could, he could have done, like, you know, something with Superman and Wonder Woman. Sure. And, you know, he could have just thrown those in there. And I think he, like, not that the other creators aren't doing it. No. But it just, it would have had that feeling of, uh, like, you know, like, Batman, Dead Man. And yes. again, like, I know I'm going back to that a lot, Abe, because I read it. How often do you see I, Batman, Dead Man? I read it and I, I enjoyed it. And again, it's not that story. No. But it makes me think that, that this story could have been something like that, where it's like, here's something that happened. Yes. And like, technically, we said it during a time period, so you could date where it is, but mm-hmm. the, you know, it, it's over here. Right. And you could read it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel a little bit like Josh is been set up to create this thing that like everyone's kind of like but i didn't want my books to stop yes. and i feel like that's 
throwing shade on him. Now, again, I know I'm the one who was like, yeah, but like, get out of here with your pariah garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and admittedly, now I'm just like, but I kind of like dead man. So this is OK. Right. But I, I completely understand people who are like. I didn't want this to disrupt the books I was enjoying. Yes, but here's the thing. And it's only two issues, it, but it's still, it's two issues. And when you think about the amount of issues you get in a year. Yeah, right. But it could be worse. They could have forced it into the books that you wanted to read. So instead of not getting the books for a couple months, but it resuming exactly where it was supposed to resume, you could have had those books, but less because they were made to be about nightmares. Sure. No, I, 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 like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like Josh is not in charge of the company. Like, no, he's I, taken I, I his much mon- more just I'm as not, badly. I'm not I'm, saying that. I agree it's on him at all. Um, but you know, like, so like, I, I guess what I am saying is I understand people who are very much just like I didn't want this. Yeah. No, I. Get and it. even when like it's collected later on, and you might enjoy it then in this moment right now, you're like, this isn't what I was looking for. I just wanted to read Superman. Like, yeah. I just wanted to see what Williamson was going to do with that, and now we got to take this break. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to see what Batman was going to be up to. Yeah. You yeah. know, like we were, you know, launching into some new Wonder Woman stuff. I, I kind of just wanted to to get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So. I, I I feel like this is might be enjoyed later on as like not I don't I feel like this shouldn't have been treated like it's like here's an event like the last yeah, one yeah but they DC were wants like, you to think I way. know but the last one they were like here's an event and I'm like oh this feels like it yeah and this feels like it was more like a almost Legends of the Dark Knightian style story but yeah didn't it could have been I don't think yeah. I I don't feel that at all I wish it, I wish I did that'd be very cool I think if it had a very distinctive art yeah. style that was consistent throughout. I'd you be know, very okay with and it. Yeah, yeah, okay, so here is here's part of the like my and again, this is not I'm telling you, this is not objective at all. Mm-hmm. This is thousand percent subjective on my end, yeah. right? Those freaking pages with just dead man on them, yeah. That's what's making me wish this was its kind of its own self-contained thing. Right. Because I really love those pages of Dead Man breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. with us, you know, talking about, you know, what's going on. I really love the art style yeah. in that. Overall, I mean, I, I don't mind the art style whatsoever, but I, I really dig it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I don't know. Right? You know what I dig? This effing variant cover. Wow. <laughs> it's really kind of cool. This classic 90s variant cover. <laughs> it's just something about skeletons, man. Like, I know. They're, just, they're either super excited or they're super upset. What a phenomenal cover. It's really good. Way to remind everybody bullet logo. That, the bill, that the bullet logo just eats your lunch. No, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of DC's logo game in terms of their branding for, for their for their company. But yeah, bullet logo's got, you know, its own sentimentality. Yeah. And I do like that uh, top left, you know, the box. Yeah, this box looks better than most. I know you're you're a fan of the box. Well, here's the thing. I am a fan of the box when it's done properly, when it's not. An also, do you notice they put the uh, comics code authority? They did. Of but DC it's, Comics. Yeah, but it's, it's approved <laughs> by ourselves. Uh, no, it's really clever. It also wants, what I want is a Dead Man comic. Maybe. I, I like, I, I do like Dead Man interacting with Batman. Yes. Batman. Because it's like, again, what, one of my it's favorite, like, one of my favorite, like, I, you might call it even a trope at this point as well. I've said that word a lot now, so I'm going to say it again, is that uh, Batman doesn't love dealing with supernatural stuff. So yes. throw Dead Man into the mix and he's just like, oh, fine, I have to do this. Yeah. And Boston's just excited that, like, talk to him and hang out with exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah. Uh, 
So what else we got? What do you, I know you got a um, bunch of, of X books. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of X books this week. Uh, I want to chat a little bit about Realm of X. Okay. Uh, so let's jump into that. Uh, this is I I am going to like it doesn't it doesn't matter what anyone's name is. You could have a super simple name and I'm still going to butcher it. But then if you have a more complex name with mm-hmm. other sounds in it, my brain just I can't. I'm sorry, and it, it is it is entirely. I really fault. like this logo for Realm of X. It's a dope logo. It's cool. It's, it's it has like a Judge Dreddian style does, like, yeah. look to it. Um, this is written by Torin Gronbeck. Nice. Um, with art by uh, Diogenes Nieves. Okay. I want to apologize to literally everybody because I suck. Yeah. Um, but Realm of X. Here we go. Right. If you were wondering, based on what it's called. And the fact that magic is here, if yes. this is supposed to make you think of like New Mutants and sort of Excalibur. Yeah. Hey, good. Kind that of. sounds cool. Kind of. Oh. It is like, here's a group of like folks who like went through portals. Where, where'd they go? Well, they're in Vanaheim. And oh. you're like, what? Okay. What? And it's an unlikely group of folks who are hanging out together, mm. right? So, I mean, you, at the very least, you've got Magic and, and Danny, right? Yes, which is awesome. Obviously, you know, those two know each other. They work well together. Mm-hmm. They they know how to work with one another. Dust is here as well. Okay. Um, We're throwing Marrow into the mix. Why not? Um, And then we're also going to throw Typhoid Mary into the mix. Yes, because, I remember them, yeah. Because we got to have a foil here. Now, it does seem like right now, a bunch of these books are like, and now we introduce the sassy, <laughs> like villain esque sort of. Because like it, the way in which Typhoid Mary uh, acts in this book made me a little, think a little bit of Celine, mm. but not quite. Well, Mary She's, has multiple personalities, so I think she could be picking okay. something like Celine. I don't know. Well, it's more like she's—they were all dressed for the gala. I'm taking the tag off. I can't take it anymore. No, she's, I don't blame she's, you. She's, she's, she's driving me crazy. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm she's you know everyone's dressed for the gala and they get thrown into this they immediately get thrown into a battle and like <laughs> Danny, those costumes are not practical no and 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 magic doesn't have her abilities right now she can't really do anything with them so she's like what am i supposed to do to help yeah so they're like mary help us out and she's like no nah, i'm just thinking like i'm not really dressed for it okay so she does anyway though and oh, she okay. uses her fire abilities and just like almost burns the forest down that they're in and mm. they're like okay yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have asked you to do that because you don't really have that self-control element, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're in Vanaheim and 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 we're going very um like you know, obviously we're in Vanaheim, so you already have like some elements of of, of magic. Oh yeah, mythology associated with it, right? Yeah. Um, but we're gonna deal with like a prophecy, mm. right? Like, oh, Vanaheim, they're all about divination, and like they used to be super duper uh, advanced, but then it turns out they would go to war, and there's questions about like, you know, in terms of their prophecies, like, okay, so. Like, you know, if we told, we, we see that there's a prophecy that like, oh, if you send like these folks into battle, that they're going to die. And mm-hmm. then they go anyway, knowing that it's like, well, I'm going to die anyway. I'm going to do the, like, I'm going to go hard on this. Right. Yeah. And then they die. But like, if you hadn't told them. Would they have still died? Would they have fought as like recklessly ah, and then died? Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So there's all these questions about it, but inevitably they ended up like pulling their society back and then they, they live a much more like um out in the woods, sort of like old school 
lifestyle okay. in order to prevent war and it works out for them oh, okay. right but they have this prophecy a bunch of their seers have seen it like the four four will come right and then, right. Like, and and then, then they do but then after that we can't see anything Mm. like after that happens we don't know what happens next so mm. clearly it must mean it's the end right, right? everyone dies or yeah. we don't know right yeah so cool additionally they're like and there's also like where's curse okay curse is a mutant whose ability is that they you know say something's gonna happen and if it's to someone else that person will get hurt and then it'll come true and okay. if it's to help someone they get hurt and mm. then it'll come true okay all right, thing, all right. right so it's like oh okay cool cool yeah so the people of anaheim you know they they run into the the group uh the four of them plus magic plus a whole bunch of other mutants and they take them back they had all the beds ready that they knew they would need and like some of them were kind of weirded out by that like how they know exactly how <laughs> many beds they're like the divination is cool don't worry and right, i'm like exactly. maybe we'll see i, I don't know mm-hmm. like right there's a question of like are these people as okay as they seem like they are we sure. don't know but they kept saying the words the white witch and i'm like well well, we know a white queen. I so. ar- no, I already know who it is. And then the book was like, and and you do, and I was correct. Um, it's Saturnine. Oh yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, sure. hooray! Yeah, okay, that's Why great. Not? I'm like, yeah, you're making you want other people who may be less having her on the brain at all times mm-hmm. to be thinking. Emma Where Frost, is she? Oh, I see. But Emma Frost is she's got other stuff going on, right? But like you know, you see like a hand with a white glove. You see like the like the big puff, and I'm like, I mean, that's Saturnine. Yeah, it's just, that's yeah, Saturnine. Um, but she's after curse as well. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, there's an interesting dynamic there where you know she's like she's a weapon, but mm-hmm. like I also like kind of care about this kid for some reason, but I'm definitely a weapon. So obviously she's going to be trying to wield that. Um, meanwhile, you know, like typhoid Mary's her interaction with magic in particular. She's like, Oh, you don't have your powers. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we're, we're going to be yeah. dealing with the fact she's that like foil. magic's making... powers are messed up. Maybe we'll gain those back. Mary is one of the four. So okay. it's like Danny dust um, or I should say it's Mirage, yes. Dust, Marrow, and Typhoid Mary. Those, okay. those are meant to be the four. And there's like statues of them downstairs. And, you know, yeah. well, we're going to see where this goes, right? Yeah. This book is fun, right? Mm-hmm. I had a really good time reading it. I, I definitely, you know, like this sort of like mythology mixed with mutants. Yes. You know, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I'm here for when they go and deal with magical stuff, supernatural stuff. I'm here for it. I love it, right? This I think this book's going to take me a little longer to get into fully because it feels weird to be dealing with Saturnine without the presence of Teeny Howard. Sure. You know what I mean? That says to me that Teeny said everything she wants to say about the character. Oh no, no. I I agree with that. I I and I'm not I'm not saying that this is less than because of that. It just I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, it's like oh, okay. it's weird that someone besides Teeny wants to work with Saturday. Well, all right, so I'm just like, "Right. Okay, that, and that's fine." Like I said, this book is fun and it's definitely, you know, answering some questions about where some of these characters are in particular. You know, Typhoid Mary's only on some folks' minds right now because of the presence of the Kingpin. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and, and his relationship with her and the fact that he honestly does seem to care about her and it'll be interesting to see if and when he pops up a little bit more so like is he gonna move like heaven and hell in order to find her sure i don't know right so but she's doing her own thing right right you know and they all look it's funny because their outfits for the gala kind of fit in within this world right that's fun it's interesting because she's got like this big cloak on i'm like this all is kind of vibing it's it's coming together 
Um, but I, I think it's just going to take me a little bit longer to get my footing in terms of the voice here. Mm. Um, but like I said, it's fun. It's a fun book. Great. So you okay. know, you check it out if it's something that you're interested in. Well, real quick, we should uh, address some of the amazing super chats that we got today. Yeah. Uh, oh, and art wise, it's it's a good looking book. Yeah, is it? It's, it's not the same feel that some of the other books that have involved Magic. the New Mutants or Saturnine have had, which mm -hmm. I think probably lends itself to, you know, boosting the fact that there's a new new voice, yes. new new like title in a sense. Like yeah. you know, we're not this is not right, Ten of Swords. Right, this is right, not right. We're not doing Excalibur. Right. And we're not doing like Rod Rice's take on new mutants, which is, you know, obviously uh, heralding back to or harkening back to the um, Sinkevich Sinkevich period, yeah. period, right? It has a different feel, mm -hmm. you know. Um it, yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, Darth Messiah says, "Yo, Comic Pop, just Hi. watched, uh, just started watching X Files for the first time. What other nerdy shows would you recommend to a youngling nerd like me?" Well, here's what I'll say. First of youngling. all, <laughs> you're going down a path I can't follow. Uh, you need to stop watching X Files after season two. Watch Twin Peaks, and again, hey. we just watched we watched that recently. I'd never seen Twin Peaks right? before. Watch Twin Peaks. First season's really good. Yes, and the second one is fine. Yeah. And then the movie's weird. But and it's worth and then, watching. And then the more recent like series is like it's intense. It's intense and bizarre, but also like But like it's for it's, me it's it something else. It was compelling. It was. Like, I was like, I know this doesn't feel like the first season of Twin Peaks, but mm -hmm. this is a compelling show that second that last season. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm just kidding about season two, by the way. Mm -hmm. X Files is uh, uh, and it, it's an it's a sprawling epic. The movies will lead you astray. Don't bother. Um as far as other shows, like other like sci-fi shows, I don't know, man. Like there's a lot of old sci-fi shows that like I watched or that I was aware of that I would, I, I couldn't recommend, uh, but I will recommend another show that you could get on DVD or is probably available somewhere on streaming called the storyteller. Uh, what does that to do with, like, it is a great show that is for nerds. Uh, it is called the storyteller. Just watch the first season. Um, that's worth checking out. And I guess it also depends. Like X Files, the reason I went with Twin Peaks is because it's like yeah. a similar, like right. it's, dark, it's, yes, unique. mature, but also with yeah. a cracked mirror version of reality. Yeah, like I'm not gonna be like, go watch Stargate. Like no, that's clearly if you're watching X Files, you're probably not gonna be interested in Stargate. Probably not. <laughs> also, it's very. Um, they, they did make them. They did make those shirts. Yay, that's cool. All right, well. So, so those shirts we we're talking about for Huff, yeah, you can get you them. You can get them. Uh, all right, well, put that on the list. Um, also, if you didn't have Twin Peaks, you wouldn't have X-Files. There you go. They're, they were I heavily, in, uh, Chris Carter was heavily inspired. I mean, David oh. Duchovny is in X-Files because of his role in Twin Peaks. Oh, uh, I forgot he was in Twin Peaks. John Cutta, uh, okay, guys, with Night Terrors over, it's not over, there's one more. What is your preference for big events, the whole line to stop and be taken over, or a separate title with tie-ins? My grow uh, When I grew up, they happened concurrently with things, and they were like, I like them happening in real time with the main books because it demonstrates from the big two this coordination that simply doesn't exist anymore. Where like you'd you'd have this solicitation for a book that's going to have this event and it has the event title on it. And maybe the tie-in that is your book doesn't have anything to do with the event, but if it has the logo on it, there'll be some tangential connection. I always mm. make fun of that. I think it's stupid. Um, but also it showcases the lines like with uh, willingness to, to, to display solidarity 
you know, like we're making a thing, damn it. And it, so we're all in on it. And those who don't want to participate don't have to, you know, we'll just explain why they're not in it either in the main book or in their own book, you know, but uh, I, I like it when it's happening all at once, mm. uh, as opposed to being like, all right, hit the brakes. We're doing this. And then we'll come back to it afterwards. Like it didn't matter. Cause for me, that's what it says. It's saying like, you can ignore night terrors. Like a lot of uh, criticism for it was just like, well, cool. I get two months off. And I'm like, kind of except that, you know, the next event will reference night terrors because night terrors references Lazarus planet, which is another one that happened where you could ignore that. But and admittedly, I didn't feel like I needed to read Lazarus planet to enjoy night terrors. No. Oh no, you didn't need that. No. So, but if you're a completist or you need to know what's going on in the DC universe in real time, sure. uh, then you should be reading these things. Um, not to take up more time, but um, yes, like I like I listen. I do like a whole line stop thing, but the problem is it's being done too frequently, mm. and so it has lost its weight. Yep. You know, it, it used to be, or it, it feels like if you let things go for a while, and then all of a sudden you have this like whole line stop yeah it that get, that lends gravitas to the thing that is occurring Absolutely. but if you keep doing that it just loses its meaning and it just becomes an annoyance yeah and so at that point i i do appreciate sometimes the separate one yeah you know like that's okay because sometimes those separate ones especially if you don't mind it not having like a like a firm period upon where it, it, it occurs yeah it can be fun to just yeah. have that as like a thing. Here it is. Like, look at the Ghost Rider Wolverine thing. Like, I kind of wish it was just its own thing on the side. You could call it an event. It's really just a little crossover. It's just happening over yeah. there. And that's fine. It could be any time. Who cares? It's an arc. It's a story arc. Yeah. Like, there it is. Um, but yeah, for a whole line stop, I think you need to limit them, limit, like heavily limit them so that when it happens, people pay attention and, mm -hmm. and it feels earned and people want to be involved because it's like, whoa everything's stopping for this or like mm -hmm. i mean look at like x-men do it a little more frequently but you'll like when they do certain things like even since the sinister it was only three books that did a stop yeah right but they were coordinated yep and it felt like it mattered well to me well and those books <laughs> the books that they would have taken over got, got retitled yes you know so yes. it was like their own books and and it, and it like owned it it mm -hmm. became its own thing uh, uh, Dante Cook say, Hey, Sal and Tiffany, can I give hey. some love to the Hawk Girl solo series? It's not doing anything legendary, but it is doing something right. Well, that's good to know. That's great. Uh, I, I don't really care about Hawk Girl, so I've never really picked it up, but uh, I'm glad it's working out. And if you're interested in Hawk Girl, I like uh, her Dante in, digs I it. like her in, con in concept. Yeah, I, I like her. That, that's my problem is that like I'm like in concept. Yeah, yeah. I like her in reading, a big I'm group like... shot. I'm like, hey, cool. There she is. Uh, Meta Knight. So what is your favorite, least favorite comic book trope um, at this point? Like unmaking relationships, I think is a fair thing to say, you know, like knowing that it's mm. not going to work out or knowing that eventually it'll be undone. And Tiffany, who is your favorite? Who slash why is your favorite Sailor Moon sailor out uh, outside of Usagi? Oh, OK. That, that's thank you. For... Like, well, she's not my favorite. So I will listen. No, there's a difference between her being my favorite and why she's important. And she's your and she's she main character. Be, not, but it has nothing to do with the main character. It has to do with her heart. But like, like we're mm -hmm. not getting into that conversation as to why Usagi is super important and actually like a great character. And mm -hmm. like, you know, if you had her as a friend, you would count yourself lucky. Yes. Um, but my favorite, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a basic bitch. I love Sailor Jupiter. Um, and I know it's a very American mindset. Is it? Yeah. I don't um, know. I think people like Sailor Venus. I think Americans really gravitate towards Sailor Venus. 
Sure. I mean, the, the, here's the thing. There's a fandom for every one of them. Well, that's so very it's, true. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You could say that yeah. about everyone, but there is a very American mindset behind in, enjoying Sailor Jupiter. Um, I, I, I like her uh, for many reasons, but the, the key one is that um, she she's lots of things. Like she's strong, um, but she's also like, you know, kind and, and she still wants to like, you know, wear pretty perfume and like, you know, like rose earrings. Strong and feminine. Like, yeah. And, but she also like, and, and her, her predilection she, for cooking. Like but, but that's, but that, I, I also just like cooking. I don't see no, that I know, as that's not thing. a feminine. I like, just mean like. But like, you know, she, I like cooking and so does she, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have a lot of connection to her as a character. Um, you know, she, she got called out a lot for, you know, being too tall or what have you. She, there's a, there's actually a whole historical reason that like the way she is dressed, um, relating back to, um, gangs in like early Japanese, like, I guess I want to say the 50s, 60s. Maybe I'm wrong about Hmm. that. It doesn't matter. We're not here for a real history lesson. Um, But (laughs) obviously there were like high school boy gangs, but then girls made their own gangs Uh and they wore long skirts. Oh, cool. So they could hike high things and stuff (laughs) like that, right? But like initially she was meant to be that, but they ended up not going that way, but they kept the outfit. But that's part of the reason why she gets ridiculed for and people are like, oh, she's tough. Look at her. She's tough because she's wearing an outfit that would That harkens back. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not her fault. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah. so there's a lot, there's a lot of reasons, but like she's, yeah, but they're mm-hmm. all great. There, there isn't really a scout I don't like. No. And she has the, the most talent, the biggest talent out that's of all right. of them. Uh, that's why she should place no way. That's right. Grit says, thank you guys for helping me keep my comic book loving torch lit through the years. Keep on rocking. You too, Grit. Thanks for the support, man. Yeah, uh, fear and loathing in general. Hi, Tiffany. Not sure you're going to handle your Dr. Strange fall sunrise episode of back issues. How are you going to do it? But I can't wait. Book is too beautiful for words. It is too beautiful for words. Hang on. Good. Keep going. Okay. Uh, Casey Prime. Come up. Woo. Woo to you too, Casey. Uh, happy I could finally catch you live. Just curious of your thoughts. If they ever did a world's finest type book with Spidey and Daredevil, what would you want as the creative team? They've done a number of uh, books. There is one Marvel Knights book called Spider-Man and Daredevil. Uh, and uh, I want to say that Alex Ross did the covers, but I don't think that's true. I know that Alex Ross did do a Spider-Man and Daredevil team-up cover for Wizard Magazine. So I'm going to be blending those two ideas Mm. together. Uh, But yeah, I would love to see a Spider-Man and Daredevil book uh, together. Honestly, I mean, Dan Mora would be great to see that. that. Um, But there is a, um, there's actually an artist on Twitter who I follow that uh, is doing some really great stuff uh, just in the the tweets that he's posting um, for uh, Spider-Man uh, and I feel like his his uh, the, the way he captures Spider-Man's essence would lend itself really well to Daredevil as well. And uh, I believe that the person <laughs> is as follows. And I am thinking that it is yeah this person that who will sounds- be brought up in a minute after you talk about fall sunrise oh yeah i just wanted to point out that we we have we got this Sal got me this um if you haven't seen it yet they did a fun little oversized my little i mean it's not yep it's not a little you know nope see even though we don't I, have I, a I, oversized had, beta ray bill if i had a banana um you know i, I would put it here for scale <laughs> um but yeah it, it's phenomenal looking it's so it's so great to see it this big it deserves to be this big 100 percent. there's just so much going on mm-hmm Oh, it smells like new print. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> artist stuff. in question that I had uh, was Gavin Gidry. Uh, I just really like what they're doing, and I like their Spider-Man a lot. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to present it here. Um, there it is. Uh, Gavin Gidry's been drawing these like fun little sketch cards 
of characters and i really like their spider-man um and everything else that they're mm. doing uh but uh but it's got this kind of like real joyfulness and and life that reminds me a little bit of mike waringo but like a little more grounded like it's, it's for me it's like a, a a dan mora meets mike waringo which i'm like it's kind of good that's that listen if you're if you got to be that that's fine no i'm very on board for them but yeah look at that look at this comic book freaking amazing freaking amazing if you didn't get it if you don't if you haven't had a chance to read this book you should you get can, it and, and you don't mind getting something oversized i would highly recommend i would highly recommend getting the oversized version of it you're, you're gonna you're gonna appreciate it trust me there's so much going on on these pages yeah and even though we don't have um any uh collaboration with them because uh for whatever reason they're not interested uh in stock trades you can get it for cheap <laughs> my little your little doctor strange shrine starter pack yeah uh you can get it for cheap it's like eight it's like 19 bucks or if you want it damaged it's 12 bucks oh yeah it's easy with those because they're big and they're yeah. soft cover but yeah no trust me exactly. I, I would go for it uh and the new ethan i've been watching a lot of back issues to help me through a hard week and i really appreciate you guys a ton well i appreciate you new ethan thank you very much for watching glad we could help you through the tough times mm -hmm. the batman vampire episode has been my standout favorite lately that's good to know thank you I appreciate uh, that, that was a fun episode and i'm glad we uh we could make you smile yeah, uh you what other x books let's talk about x force number 43 came out this week or last week what a great cover a week yeah right it's like cool what's the x force doing where were they <laughs> yeah um aren't you you're supposed to be the effing like army or black ops like or secret police, secret police of, of, of Krakoa. Yeah, right. Get your goddamn crap together. Yeah, where were where was you? This is written by Ben Percy with art by Robert Gill. Does this tell you? Oh yeah. Oh good. Okay. It's not like oh yeah. I don't know where they were, but here they are on another adventure by themselves. So here's what's interesting, right? Like obviously this is a big. This is a question, right? Yeah. Like right. What, what happened, guys? What, yeah. Where, uh, how'd you drop the ball now, so hard? Now, admittedly, you had to assume Orcus had. A plan. Yeah. And obviously, if you thought about it for like a half a second, you're like, oh, right. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Right. Oops. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? You're like, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and so this this book's like, hey, let's talk a little bit about Kid Omega. We also have Kid Omega with us. How is that? Not, how did he yeah. not fix something, do something, right? you know, with his Omega level powers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not quite working. Oh no. So he actually doesn't really have access to his abilities right now. And I'm like, okay. okay, okay well, that yeah. helps. Gotcha. All right. So like there, we've got that mystery going on. Yes. What's going on with that? Like, how is this team going to, you know, fix what has occurred? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I believe, oh yeah, Deadpool wants to go off and, you know, do, do Uncanny thing. Avengers. Now, admittedly, I haven't read the Deadpool book. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's over. It got canceled. Um, but, I, I'm like that. That is technically part of this whole thing, and it's like, wait, but Deadpool's with them anyway. Yeah. Um. There's also like sort of a weird kind of conversation that happens in this, but I'm not, we'll talk about that in a second. Suspicious, you might say. Well, yeah. Mm. Right. 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 Um. So okay, this book. Before I get into really what happens, and it is like it's interesting. I was I was thinking about this because obviously we know that there's seemingly going to be a changing of the guard coming up for x titles right mm. oh you mean the fact that brevort's taken over as like overseer of the, of yeah. the line yeah right 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 and we're doing the fall of x right now yep. and and it just feels like they're trying to like wrap up some storylines yeah and, yeah i think that's fair and there was definitely um for me like the colossus storyline which i was like you could let this sleep or you could deal with it <laughs> 
You know, you could leave this one for someone to deal with down the road. Yeah, I remember you suggesting that last time. Right, which I was like, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, but I'd rather see it wrapped I, up. I do kind of want to see it addressed because it's like it's this one's been a will they won't they for a while. Yes. Um, and and I, I feel like if you're a fan of Colossus, I don't, I don't know how you're feeling about how this you live one. with this. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how you feel about this one. Um, but this one, this issue made me start to feel like toys are being put back in the box, but not in a way where the journey isn't going to be worth it because it did. I really don't know how it will turn out, how no. it will shake out in the end. And, and so that's kind of nice. It's not necessarily the same as telling a story um b- before like if you had like an established property like yes. if you're like taking x-men or something like that and then you went back and you wanted to tell a story and then you're like well ha- obviously xyz has to happen by the end and i know that like i know this character's not going to die right yeah you're doing a flashback story where it's yeah. like the main ca- you, you mean like um if you're playing a star wars video game and it's a flashback series and one of the antagonists of the game is like darth vader for example so you know there's no tension in the fight because you know either you will die or you will run away Yes, um, but th- that's not what I'm getting here. The sensation that I'm getting here is that I'm like, okay, like I see we're, we're at least we're addressing this. This is something they wanted to deal with. And it's just a question of kind of how it's going to shake out and how, mm-hmm. how are they going to go about, you know, handling this situation? Because obviously, you know, Colossus is, you know, he, you know, everyone talks about how Nightcrawler is the heart of the team, but like there is something to be said for, for Colossus yes. as well. You know, like he's just like, hey, I'm a big dude and I'm a pretty good guy. And, you know, I, yeah. and I, I'll pick you up and I'll throw you real far over there right yeah, like, that's right these are the thing these are the things that make colossus colossus um so um you know we see him being written for and you know mikhail has a plan for all of this and the guy who actually is the writer we, we see him get a little dressed down in this where he's just like it sh- strikes me a little bit like the con- conversation that uh Vicini has <laughs> with the red pirate roberts no with, with uh Inigo montoya where he's just like you know when i found you, oh, you were nothing but like you know in greenland no well, like, oh wait, no i'm sorry that was that was, uh, that was the other one. yeah yes but like, like he's you know like he was a hopeless drunk and like you had no like you know where yeah, I, yeah. I fixed this so yes it has that kind of like feeling to it okay. where it's just like you know, you yeah you have like control over this but like you didn't you didn't do anything you were like writing like really crappy novels that got like maybe a thousand people to read them mm, which is like, kind of awesome he's like and way. now with my abilities like i made it so that hey listen now now you really you're on the map you're welcome it's all because of me actually and i'm like okay see that might be your undoing there mikhail is to take total credit for this right yeah this guy really is the person who's writing him right um so um domino had been asked by colossus at one point to go visit his home and then he was like oh never mind and she never really did it like she was just like oh yeah okay cool yeah yeah, yeah. i was like are we what's up with that right right like why are you not doing that yeah because she's gonna do it now oh so great like the the (laughs) the idea here is that colossus is like on the night of the gala Uh you guys are all gonna wait here because like i want to have you here just in case like something happens and i'm gonna be the only representative of x-force who goes to the party Uh uh-huh and then if i need you i'll let you know that's very suspicious everything you're doing like, Colossus no is it makes sense like he explains it in a way where it makes sense okay unless you're the reader and you're like and you're like mm-hmm. damn it <laughs> yeah Colossus what are you doing man mm-hmm. can control yourself yeah we also see a conversation between he and Professor X which was strange because Professor X is like hey Colossus like how's X-Force going how's everything doing are you doing great and I'm like I feel like he's X- really dropped the ball like, on Xavier, this Xavier aren't you real mad at 
Colossus yes. for making everybody go public with the whole Sins of Sinister line and like maybe I would that, be maybe that shows growth for Xavier yeah. like, prior to everything going on <laughs> and That'd he's just nice. like no it's cool forgive and forget he was right it, it, you know it all worked out whatever okay. I, I, I don't know right um but like during the party uh Deadpool decides hey he's gonna go to the party and then Domino's like I'm gonna leave and Sage is like could you like not and she's like where are you going he's like don't like she's like don't worry like I'm going somewhere that is more important than what we're doing right now and so she goes to the Savage Land and she goes to Colossus's home. Oh, okay. And she's like, you wanted me to find something here. And like, she sees all of his paintings mm-hmm. and how it's like, he's thinking about like his, like Mikhail, his brother. And like, he's thinking about, uh, I think her name's Kyla. Okay. Layla. Am I thinking of the song? <laughs> um, but you know, the woman that Colossus murdered. Yes. I was like, killed, murdered. Yeah. It's like he, he did it, but he didn't really do it. Like, it's weird to say that. Like, he technically did it, but he didn't do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she ends up digging her up and she's like, oh, <laughs> at that point, the, you know, Hellfire Gal has all gone left. And uh, essentially, they're like, Colossus, should we go? Like, what should, what should we do? And he's like, uh, no, we're good here. Thanks. Yes. How are you? Mm-hmm. Plus, is also acting kind of weird, even for what's happening. Yeah. And, like, like they kind of blame it a little bit on the events of like the Orcus is pulling out right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, Mikhail's like, eh, it's fine. Maybe. Yeah. Um, inevitably he meets up with the gang and he's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through this gate and don't worry. It's going to be awesome. And they go through the gate and uh, they're just, they're surrounded by agents. Okay. And Mikhail is there and he's like, what are you doing here? And Colossus is like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So that means probably the writer is doing his plan mm-hmm, essentially mm-hmm. uh dominoes in sage's ear though so sage doesn't go through the portal because she's like you can't trust colossus ah. and i'm like okay it we're is all, finally right we're, we're, finally we're doing, doing it, it right? good like yeah we are finally going to have some sort of justice for this plot line great now here's the difference i feel like between um percy having to deal with this and dealing with beast because it's like beast has hopefully we can maybe one day return to like a friendlier nicer we, beast yeah but, you know, that beast would probably show up, would not know what he had done. Yes. If Colossus comes out of this um, alive, mm-hmm. uh, he will definitely remember everything he's done. And I I feel like there's something that could be interesting with that character. Yeah. And like, Colossus can bear the burden. Beast is too far gone. Like yeah, Beast well, needs to be reset. Colossus can live with this retcon. Right. But I, I mean, like that, I, I like I think colossus might put himself into exile over that one yes you know colossus would not be able to live with himself he'd be very yeah because he's like i i know what i did and even if everyone's like it wasn't you he'd be very sad he's like it was still my hands right. like i i, yeah. I but you also like join the acolytes and stuff so you know, you, you're kind of a dumbass <laughs> um so it's just interesting because percy's writing yeah. two similar sort of like betrayals of character mm-hmm. all the beasts but one is one is actively being puppeted by a bad guy and, and the other one is a character assassination that's been going on for almost a decade yeah so. where it's almost this is who beast is and it beast isn't the other character mm-hmm. um so good stuff you know I, yeah. I, I, this is an interesting issue but like i said them being like we have to address the colossus thing mm-hmm. i mean this would be the time to do it yes you know this would absolutely be the natural progression to do it although i i, I would have also been okay with mikhail being like i'm gonna leave it right for now i'm gonna leave it for now and character. either i'll take i'll take over later or someone else will pick up the, the the slack yeah i love that i love either of those ideas Yeah, but i'm i'm glad that we are addressing it Me and too. um i i feel like this one's gonna be sad like it's gonna be sad when he's able to get out of it or it'd be very 
uh, satisfying. I don't, I don't know which way this is going to go. Yeah, yeah, but I agree with that. This was a this was a good issue, and again, fully tied into Fall of X, but works yes. within the scope of is its own story. It could be its own trade. Yeah, I will say that I really like the top left corner. I like the design. I like the fact that it's not white; it's an off white. And I like the utilization of all the the lettering and the logo. Well, this I, is this is what Marvel should be doing. I well okay. I love I love it. You're like, no, I, this is my thing. Um, for me, this only works because of what they have been doing up to this point. The theming across the X lines. Now, this 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 is more horizontal. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like, as opposed it, to the other. They're ones. also showing it's gritty. Like the other ones have been pretty um, polished and clean, and they're obviously they're going. To, they're showing you this gritty. Grin. Oh, you believe because of the fall of X? Yes. Like like we're we're like with Jean Grey, where it's like, but I, I don't know if it's even. I think it might be just be incorporated with like the colors. You know what I mean? Like. This would be a box. Oh yeah, because you can see it in the other because the barcode has had the same treatment. Yeah. Um, so oh, you do can they? See it, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, across cool. Across the, the fall of X. Oh, I like that line. Yeah. Um, but I think that it works so well because of the history that the Krakoa books have had. Gotcha. So. Okay, cool. Uh, um, do you think he'll forgive his brother? Who? <laughs> Colossus. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Because he's Piotr. Yeah. Uh, Tanner <laughs> Matheson. Hello, I was wanting to get your opinion on a choice if you had to read Kingdom Come by Wade for the first time again, or The New Frontier. Which would you choose? Keep up the amazing work. Uh, if I could read one over again, it would be Kingdom Come. Uh, that one I like. I just I, I resonate with it more. I think that uh, uh, Infinite Front or um, New Frontier, Frontier is like a, a work of perfection. I think it's a beautiful book, but it also like kingdom come with something else they're not on the same they're 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 both equal timeless classics that represent dc comics in their own d- distinct way mm-hmm. I, i'm just a kingdom come guy more i guess but mm. i like them both fair uh john thomas uh what's up comic pop i've been poorly keeping up with the miles and carnage book that's been coming out and i gotta say it's okay to just let cletus be dead give the suit to someone new or don't i think that uh no one knows what to do with cletus at this point but mm-hmm. like i like the idea of cletus i, I love cletus becoming like a death like a, like a null worshiper where he was like basically an atheist he's like if there's a god it's probably me you know that's kind of like his whole approach yeah, yeah, yeah. but probably not because right. i exist and then him finding out like oh no there's a space god and like like it shows me, you know, like mm-hmm. I love that idea. And I think just keep that going, you know, like it, it, there's a million reasons why daredevil shouldn't be Catholic anymore. And yet he is, I think there's a million reasons why Carnage doesn't need to believe in null anymore. The least of which, not the least of which is that he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that doesn't stop most people from believing in their religions is like overwhelming evidence to the contrary. So why not let Carnage just be a null worshiper at this mm-hmm. point? Uh, Hogshead DC animation is so good. It makes me hard. To, uh, it makes it hard to forget. <laughs> makes me hard uh makes it hard uh makes hard for me to get into written stories versus marvel which more clearly differentiated its movies any advice uh i mean just read more comics like i mean just like and what i would do is i wouldn't just read like month to month i would read like collections i think that your problem is that you're you you want completion uh not to continue the uh the, the sexual metaphor but like you want to have something that like is over and I, that has like a beginning middle and end that has I, more structure to it i don't know about that i think part of the issue might be too that a lot of the dc stuff tends to be very often not not always but mm-hmm. often pretty close to what the book is yes. and so it's like why would i read it i 
I already saw it. Yeah. Um. So I, I definitely get that, but they're not always. They're definitely not always like the Doom that came to Gotham. I, we haven't seen it, but my understanding is quite, it ain't the same. It's not. It's not. But we, the, the same. scenes are straight up from the cop. Um. But what I would do is like if you're looking for stories like that, I, instead I would look for um like either some like graphic novel styles of books that they've put out again i'm gonna go back to batman dead man because it's on my mind right yeah. now but like there's well, i know book- what you can read what legends of the dark knight wonder woman dead earth well yeah but i'm just I think, i'm thinking in terms of because obviously with dc a lot uh, of the animated stuff tends to focus on batman yes that's true um but legends of the dark knight they haven't covered all of them yeah and um it would get you used to some of the dc older voices mm-hmm. um and just you know getting a little more into different Batman stories. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely go for some of like, you know, like there's like, I mean, obviously they did all star Superman, Yep. but there is something to be said about reading that one versus um, watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Superman for all season. Yep. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, that's a lobe and sale. Yeah. Um, but like, look for books like that, where it's not, maybe not an ongoing right now. And that'll like get your feet wet a little bit and then go from there. Yeah. James Davies, a uh, big fan of everything. Comic pop guys, lots of love from across the pond. Oh, well, well, good day. You. Thank you very much for your, your support, dude. You said good day, but I then, know, but you're might... from England. Probably, yeah, what? So cheers. <laughs> uh, thanks very much. Jefferson, uh, Kaik, good, good day. Uh, comic Pope. Woo from our letters page episode <laughs> i'm glad to see tiffany recovered from her illness have you uh seen the new superman anime my adventures of superman i would love to see tiffany react to the sailor moon-esque transformation moment I did uh, see we did see that. that yeah i was like what right <laughs> I listen i love me a good sailor moon transformation moment so like i it doesn't matter put it in everything right <laughs> I, if i, I could know. have one i would <laughs> seriously well that would be that would cut down on dress time it really would uh cj hall uh c pop woo tiff thank you for keeping up with the new x-men run it helps me stay current and up to date sound huge fan of the channel thank you for the content no problem and again like i highly recommend that you like i was attached sorry um i would highly recommend that if you are interested in some of the x books to, to go back to some of the hickman stuff and like i said like we, we i think we've mentioned that we think that like hawks and pox is going to be one of those like modern classic style books and um you know grab those at one point like when you have the time to jump into it trust me there are some really there, there are some banger yeah uh in there and it, it's worth doing not everything has been great necessarily um but a lot of it came from a place of what you were looking to get out of it yes um and so for a while like i said there was a freaking x-men book for everybody yeah yeah there was now things have kind of started to streamline a little bit more yeah which is interesting it feels like there was it's a funnel right now it's all yeah it's all collapsing in itself like i bet after fall of x or after the apocalypse (laughs) return we're gonna have two x-men books not including like Wolverine, Deadpool, okay. stuff like that. But like you're going to get like okay. like Immortal X-Men will be over. X-Men Red will be over. Rack will blow up. Like yeah. it'll be just it'll just be X-Men and maybe like X-Men Red. Like I think those will be the like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, if I were if I were a betting man, I would say like, no, keep a Racco alive. Put all the like dark X-Men stuff on a Racco and make mm-hmm. like a book about that. Like off planet X-Men or intergalactic X-Men. And then your grounded X-Men in the world uh, Marvel Universe, that's X-Men Prime. Mm, okay. Um, I wouldn't do that. I would beg Hickman to come back and fix it and then keep it going for as long as I could. <laughs> but if I were forced into this decision that clearly Marvel's in, that's that's my option. Mm. Uh, induced Fear, uh, that sweet comic pop fix to, uh, to end the workday. Stay dope, guys. You too, Induced Fear. Thanks, man. Uh, we will try. And uh, I'm glad we could be there at the end of the day for you. <laughs> uh, Silvery Cricket, Realm of X makes me kind of want X-Men Mean Girls. Right? It's not quite the... Um 
what was it? The um, I'm gonna just keep going. We'll come back. We'll okay. come back. I'll, I'll 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 get there. Don't don't you worry. All right. How many more X Men books do you have? Just the one. Okay. So you can go next if you want. Oh no, is it me next? Is it me now? It's you now. It's me now. We gotta do the X Men hour. That's yeah, what we're doing. Hour. I'm never gonna come up with that title either. It's just it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Freaking the 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 um grindhouse book. Planet Terror. No exterminators. There. It oh, is. exterminators. Yay! Yay! They know what, you know what I meant. You know, I'm telling you, my brain is just garbage. So it's hog trash. Um, it's not quite that level of like. Yeah. Of like grit. Yeah, <clears throat> they they were a little like mean girlsy to each other. Yes. No, this is a very different feel from that. So if mm-hmm. you were not digging on exterminators, it's not that. Mm-hmm. It, but it does have a little mean girls going on. And trust me, I I, cool. I, I I feel you. I could. They could do that. Gotcha. Um, let's chat about Jean Grey. Yeah, she's getting her own book. Fall of X. Jean Grey, number one. Louise Simonson on an X book. Yeah, Louise Simonson again. Yes, uh, like. She's what no cover. She's no sure. This cover's gorgeous. Freaking gorgeous. Bernard Chang doing art on this one. Um, so this is like Jean Grey's dying. And so yeah. Jean Grey has an actual moment to herself. <laughs> to just kind of think about Without Wolverines and Cyclops is like, going, let this feel, feel something for me. Where, like, where did it all go wrong? <laughs> so, like, this book feels like it could have been a what if right if it were written by a crappier writer Mm. but it's not so it's a really (laughs) well done story that gives you a similar because this would have been so easy to be like oh what if this had happened like whatever right yeah it would have been a throwaway book and no one would have cared about it right Mm -hmm. but make it a gene gray book louise simonson is gonna jump in there and prove that a not only can she still do it Mm -hmm. but like it's freaking really good. And and even if you're not super familiar with what's been going on with the X-Men pre-Krakoa, yes. this book's going to give you enough information. And I feel like you're going to be able to figure it out and go from there. Yeah. Like, being, there's, oh, there's just... It's so weird to me that it, like even this know. is when we get Louise Simonson on an X-Book. First of all, Like, yeah. why is it taking this long? Right? Second of all, listen, I feel like the last time that we talked about Bernard Chang on this this show was when we did children of the atom and oh, i yeah. and i kind of gave him a hard time about the fact that like i didn't think his kids looked like kids yeah, and fair. admittedly we're supposed to be dealing it a little bit here with like the young x-men remember when they traveled through time of and then course. they went back yeah okay so we're dealing with some of those kids mm-hmm. but this book looks really good like, <laughs> it looks really good and like simonson just man like she she just does such a good job. I love this. I love this image. I mm-hmm. love this image so much of like Jean Grey like dying. She knows she's dying and she's like, "Wow. Okay, cool. Like I've died before. I'm no stranger to it. Like <laughs> let's like where where do things go wrong?" Yeah. And so like that's what we're dealing with here. That's what this series is seemingly going to be is Jean Grey going back and going like, "Okay." Like as she's dying. As she's dying. And so she kind of like jumps into herself here and like trying to like changes a, a past moment when they return back. So it's like, you know, the young X-Men, you know, young Cable the band is up, X-Men, yeah. Yeah, and goes like, you can't be here. Right. You go back and you got to forget everything you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to do that. And she's like, well, what if, what if we had, maybe that would have fixed. Right. What if we maybe, remembered all the crap we were going to go through? Have, I wouldn't have worked. Like I wouldn't have died then. Right. And yeah. we just go down that rabbit hole and it is 
so well done. And this is one of those instances. Remember a second ago, I was talking about how it's like, but you know, it's not going to matter because it's obviously not going to change anything. Right. This so didn't matter that I knew it wasn't going to change anything because I know she's dying. Yeah, right? yeah. It was just so well crafted and such a great opportunity for someone to like take Jean Grey and just have some thought experiments. Like this is what I liked about Sins of Sinister. Like going down this like rabbit hole of like, okay, but what if this happened? What if this character was pushed to this like level? What would happen? Yeah. And if done well, it doesn't feel like like a fill-in issue. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a throwaway. It just feels like a really good character study. And like Simonson just really gets it. Like she just seems to understand this character. And obviously, you know, it oh, oh it's just it's just this just this issue. I don't know. It just I've been thinking about it since I read it. Mm, this that's was a good the, sign. this was the one for me for this week that like I was really glad everything went the way it did because we got this issue. And yeah. I don't know if we would have gotten this issue if we didn't have the fall of X right. coming, right? Right. I can't. I can't even with this issue. Like <laughs> the way it snowballs just is so well done. Mm-hmm. And like I'm glad she's on this. And I don't know if this is just a sign of the fact that like she she's doing this like limited kind of run here. So that's why it's like it's the A game is coming out. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, put her on everything. I don't yeah. care. What it Louise, what do you want to write, honey? Because like just do it. Yeah. Just just fine. Let give it to her. Right. Give it to her. Yeah. Hopefully there's a place for her in the new uh X-Men <laughs> I, order. Like I, I want to see it. A, a, a Wheezy Simonson book. I want it. I want it so badly. I Jean is like why don't we listen listen i know that like they said that we should just not remember this stuff but like i feel like if we just held on to our memories yeah it gives us an edge we might be able to prevent the future and she's yeah. not talking krakoa no she's talking about like phoenixes and wolverines and stuff yeah she's like maybe we could fix that it'll be fine it's gonna be good yeah because so they, they keep it all it's not <laughs> like cool. it starts out kind of okay and then like she just goes down this path and like you can right, see like, the well we're gonna have to kill this guy we're gonna have to kill robert like we're gonna have to kill everybody we're gonna have to well it, so it becomes more it start with a lot a lot of like little things where it's like well i'll just i'll just make them think it was this it's okay what it's okay i'm just gonna i'll just do that and everyone's like okay yeah sure 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 and then inevitably everyone's like no mm-hmm. like it happens with magneto it, it just it just goes yeah. this, this book goes hard and if you didn't read this book, if you're like, I don't really care. I don't care about Fall of X. I don't care about whatever. Trust me. Like, if you like Jean Grey or you just like character studies like this, this this book was just, this was a 10 mm. for me this week. This was cool. 100% a 10 for me. It looked great. Again, uh, Chang does a really great job of, you know, drawing these characters, doing what they're doing. There's a lot of fun action sequences in here. You know, it's a limited character palette. Yeah. Instead of a color palette. I mean, I'm like, it's just, we're dealing with just a small group of X-Men. Yeah. Um, we don't get too far into it. And, um, you know, it, it makes you question, you know, moral motives. It may, you know, yeah. it makes you start to think about the villains of some of the, some of these situations. Like, is this what they think? And like, there's just oh, so many good moments and you can see this one thing going on. I'm like, Oh, Oh no. Oh, 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 Oh yeah, no. You're convincing yourself. It's a good idea. Yeah. 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 And then it ends and, and they're like, okay, she's going to try a different oh, thought go- process. Oh, okay. Go- and that's what I'm saying. That's what this book is going to be. so to cool. Be. If it wraps up where it's like, I understand Moira now. Right. Like right. I get why she, you know, 
yeah. went kind of bonkers. Right, 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 right. She's like, I, I see it now. The next possibility, the next choice. She's like, okay, okay. Let, let me, let me so try each it. issue will be a different like. Yeah, approach. like I, I love it. I, I freaking just love it. And you know, this is a Jean Grey who's been through it. Yep. This is a Jean Grey who's reliving, you know, moments in her life that maybe she thinks might change things. Knowing her mistakes, having been through everything with Krakoa. Yeah. You know, just being a a very confident Jean Grey. Yeah. Uh, who's dying? It's mm-hmm. just. It, it was just so well done. Yeah. I'm so freaking impressed. Like, this is one of those books. Go get yourself a physical copy in case you ever run into Louise Simonson at a con because you're going to want her to sign this. Yeah. I think she's going to be in Baltimore. And so are we. I'm just uh, I'm just should, saying. Uh, like, I, I can't speak highly enough of this book. This one really, like, came out of nowhere. I knew I was going to read it because yeah. she was on it. I wasn't sure I was going to feel because a lot of times, you know, writers who came, like, who were working on books, like, in the, you know, 80s and 90s, they bring with them the sensibilities of storytelling from there. And it's like, sure, it has a nostalgia kitsch factor, and that's fun. Like, I'm reading the Howard Mackey Ghost Rider, <laughs> you know, nostalgia. You know what you're getting in there. You know, yeah. that, no, this fits right in there with what they're doing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Just okay. That's it. I'm nice. Done. Sorry. <laughs> Hard recommend. Yes, I yeah. really like this issue. Speaking Hopefully, issue two is going to be. Just well, there's only good. four issues of the series, As... so that's exciting. Um, by the way, if you want to meet up with us, uh, you should come out to Baltimore Comic Con. We're going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you should definitely s- swing by. Um, we're going to be doing um, nothing. There's no panel. There's no booth. It's just us. I might do a meetup. Uh, if we do, you should check the community tab of this channel. Um, or actually more are probably on the community tab of comic pop youtube.com slash comic pop check the community tab uh, check social media we will be uh, letting you know if there's gonna be like a meetup if there is it'll be tiffany and myself at like some location on the grounds of baltimore comic-con uh also ZapCon uh the following weekend the 16th it's on a saturday it's one day only uh we're gonna have a booth we're gonna be selling some posters some hats and uh whatever's left of our inventory that's gonna be liquidated so come on by uh and we're gonna have a panel at 12 15 p.m so I think the first panel of the day. So if you want to meet up with us, uh, whoever is available from Comic Pop, it'll probably just be myself and Tiffany. But if anybody else wants to show up, they're more than welcome to. I doubt they will, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but also Scott Snyder and Tom King are going to be there. Which might be the thing you're actually there for. Exactly. But then but make not, sure you just come say hi to not, us. Well, come say hi as well. Uh, and then New York Comic Con, uh, we're going to be there uh, inter- intermittently despite the fact they don't want us there. So uh, what else is there? Well, we could talk about the Penguin number one from Tom King and Rafael de la Torre. There's an incontinuity ongoing series starring the Penguin written by Tom King. It's the first of his two ongoing incontinuity DC comic series. The next one, of course, being Wonder Woman. Uh, This one, I remember uh, King teasing a long time and being like, oh, I'm doing a Penguin book and never sugarcoating. It's going to be incontinuity. It's going to be uh ongoing and i remember being like i guess this is because they're making a penguin show but no one saw the the actor strike coming right right, right. so here is just so here's just a great penguin book for no good reason whatsoever um Mm. if if, if you can't tell already it's phenomenal the first issue was a uh, slam dunk um great character study uh and you know, it begins immediate res Batman and Penguin are in the Batmobile, which is also a bat boat and it's sinking and they're dying. And uh, Batman just thinking to himself, like, how did I end up dying with Penguin? And then us flashing back and being like, let's go this back. Is, this let's is where, go yeah, back. Where, this is where the Penguin has been. And of course, I feel like there's got to be at least six stories where Penguin retires, meets a beautiful woman 
and doesn't want to be penguin anymore but then something happens and it screws up his life and he loses the woman and he becomes the penguin again um but this is very engaging and uh regardless of what a trope it is and that's one of the things that i've actually noticed in 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 terms of tom king's writing where it's like you will see a thing where i'm like and, and actually it's 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 a hallmark of both king and zadarsky lately where i'm like hey I remember that story and then being like, yeah, but this is my version of that story. And then it becomes mm-hmm. something else. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I, but yeah, this is, um, th- this is that where it's like penguin falls in love and he's happy and he's trying not to be a psycho. And uh, we see this great moment where like penguins get in a suit and somebody, and, and the tailor uh, references like, he, you know, he says you, you, you've lost all the weight, you look good, but then immediately tries to overcorrect because he's like, oh, not that you didn't look good before. Like everyone is afraid of this man mm-hmm. because he's because he's like vicious, you know, and a monster. And he's like, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. You know, I'm cool because I'm getting it on the regular and I'm happy. And uh, and and then we uh, we pay this off. Are we John Wicking him? We're John Wicking him. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind maybe okay. John Wick two or three. Okay, but like okay. where um. This is also paying off the book Batman Killing Time, firmly establishing that in continuity, um, which establishes there's a there's another character who you thought died but didn't, and she is like, eh, you know, I'm sure this is a real stretch for Tom King, but she works for the government and she's like a secret agent, and she is like, uh, she strong arms Penguin into into joining the like essentially the CIA. She's like, we need you to get, we need you to basically become Penguin again. Oh, but like for us, yes. Okay. All right. So it's not John Wickham. Okay. No, but okay. uh, well, we need you to get back in the saddle. Right. Right. right and right. and and now it's everything you're doing is evil, but also above board because like we're sanctioning it. Uh, and he and because he's so upset, like he just basically becomes the penguin again. And it's it's but it's it's a really really like well told uh, and well executed story that okay. doesn't feel too Tom Kingy. How'd you feel about the art? Oh, it's great. Rafael okay. de la Torre did a great job. It's just good, good. good looking book. Great character work. Uh, fun action well uh, gritty terrible action I, I you know but these are the you know when when tom king is on a book they don't like they, they don't give him the b squad you know what i mean they give him somebody really awesome right right although right. i've noticed it's interesting like i've heard stories of tom king demanding or requesting artists but when you hear tom king talk about it on this channel uh, certainly for the most part, it seems like they're pairing him up mm. you know like we want you to work on supergirl woman tomorrow with bill Casavelli not like who do you want Mm-mm. which i find interesting and i assume that this is a similar situation right okay uh, but yeah great book definitely pick it up you should be reading this and finally spider-man uh number 32 this is the book everybody's talking about right now and uh i i will talk about the book first and then i will talk about the book's impact and what people are talking about can we, can we talk about the cover the cover's terrible but like it's, it's john I mean, Jr. you know it sucks i really like the background i like the line work and the clouds i mm-hmm. like the buildings like i really enjoy this background and then you see Craven. Yeah, and it's just you know, this is what you expect it's at not, this point. I don't. I, I mean, don't. Spider Man's not too bad. He's fine. You know, it's he's in that awful suit, and it's just. Right, but I'm just saying, like, but right, but it, like, you know, when you it, John Romita Jr. lends himself to like simple line work and uh, you know, I, an iconic. But like, I, I can't get over like, and I think what it is is the um the background, the clouds, uh, the, oh, it, the, the it, line work in that is making me think those sixteen oh two covers. Like, yes. it's it's just like I'm like, oh, I well, really just, like that. It's illustrative. It looks yeah. great. And then, uh, well, they're all clearly um, like artifacts. Like, it, I don't know if they're part of the. I, I don't know if it's all drawn at once, but like you could, they feel like clip art art. You know, it's like here's a sticker of Craven. Here's a 
patch of uh, of goblin and and then here's I wouldn't the even uh, that doesn't even bother me all that much it's actually the, it's the stiffness of his character there's just i i can't right yeah now. we're not going to get into it's, it but it's I not just, great no it's not great but uh yeah this book um craven's banging the queen goblin and uh basically she's and it's so weird queen but uh, i won't get into the editorialization just yet but let's just say and he's definitely the kid or the, it's, the other it's it's clonevin okay and uh and 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 so yeah she's convinced him like come on my sins i need you to make me like uh, you know because obviously uh dr ashley kafka's clone is uh imbued with the sins of norman osborne that of course were blown out of his body via a magical shotgun mm -hmm. via the uh, resurrected sin eater and uh then weaponized and harnessed into like a syringe that you can inject into people and of course that was uh, where uh, queen goblin came from and now mm -hmm. she's and she tried to get her revenge in a oddly well-written golden goblin book uh and then left for dead but she's not and she's banging cloven and uh she has now taken <laughs> sick raven yeah and she has taken her sins the the the, the norman osborne sins the goblin sins and imbued those via a ceremony of some kind uh, into Craven's spear. So now, now Craven can spear the sins into you. How many spiders did he have to yeah, eat? Very few, if not, I want to say zero spiders were eaten, unless you want to count the ones that you normally eat when you're asleep. Ah. But uh, he he uh, he does not, nor does he eat any goblins, though, to, to kind of meet it. But yeah, he, uh, but they imbue it into the spear, and then you're like, um, you took the sins out of the goblin, but the goblin made her into a goblin, like the sins made her a goblin, but the sins are now in the spear, and they address that immediately, so don't worry, it's not a plot hole, where he's like, hey, how come you're still not like, how come you're not a goblin? Or how come you're you're still a goblin? She's like, maybe I need those sins to go into him first. Like, I'm still going to be Queen Goblin, even though the sins that make me a goblin are in this spear now, because the sins have no place to go. So once like, the sins go into Norman again, then I will be Ashley Kafka again. And don't worry, I'll definitely still be interested in you. I'm oh, definitely yeah. not going to be, like, gonna be like, well, bye, you lunatic. I'm going to go back to my like cushy 401k doctor job. I've got at, uh, like a job in an apartment. I was right no <laughs> so that that is what happens and uh so then they go and they they try to and and peter and norman are ta are, are chatting it up because they're they're best friends uh, even though he murdered his girlfriend on a on a bridge listen it's gonna happen yep he didn't the goblin did right the goblin did it the sins did it yeah the sins did it it's one of those sins right yeah, it's in there it's one of those sins so uh uh anyway craven stalks them uh, he's going to go stab Norman. Uh, and then uh, there's actually a fun sequence and it's all drawn by Patrick Leeson who does a great job and he doesn't deserve any of the crap for this book. Uh, Patrick Leeson was brought in from DC over at Marvel drawing Spider-Man and he's been doing some of the best covers of his career are through this Spider-Man series. And, uh, and, and he's drawn some really fun Spider-Man art and it's a real shame that he has to draw this crap. And I know he didn't sign on for this, uh, but anyway, uh, Gleason uh, demonstrates this this really fun sequence where uh, the go the goblin's armor for Golden Goblin has been uh, like dismantled by Craven. Okay. You know, he's like, "Ah, you can't get your freaking armor! Like, you're just a guy, and we're gonna get you." And uh, Peter demonstrates his, his self sacrificing nature by jumping in the way and getting speared or gored, if you will, by Cloven. And so now Peter has the sins of the goblin in him so peter has been transformed into a kind of goblin-esque peter parker spider-man character and, and she's not a goblin anymore well, that we didn't see that 
so maybe she is, maybe she isn't. We don't know. The next issue will tell. The, the book is bi-monthly, so we'll, we don't have to wait very long to find out. Um, so Spider-Man is the, or Peter Parker is the Spider-Man who laughs. Or goblins, if you will. Uh, but I don't, like, I, I've seen a lot of, like, comparisons to that. I don't think that's fair to say because I think the Batman who laughs is a, um, you know, he's a multiversal character, whereas this is, like, the real Peter Parker who has been transformed into a goblin. I know, I know. I wish they could see how miserable and unhappy you are about it. Because uh, it's because it's, 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 it's terrible. You have to understand something, Tiffany, about the, about the industry here. Every time the Batman who laughs shows up in a comic book, sales go up by at least 15%. So it stands to reason that if Spider-Man's sales are fantastic right now, because they are, and don't let anyone tell you different, Amazing Spider-Man is the number one selling book at Marvel, despite how much you hate it. Uh, and when I say you, I mean everyone who's listening. Um, you'd, you'd imagine that a Batman who laughs type character would make for some, some even more uh, awesome scratch. Um, but yeah, so that's the book. Like, you know, and honestly, having read it, I can tell you that I kind of dug a little bit of it. I like the idea of Kafka and Craven because it reminds me a little bit of the animated series <laughs> where Dr. Mariah Crawford and Craven were banging. And Mariah Crawford is clearly just Ashley Kafka, but in another body. Um, so that, that was a fun little like payoff for me. I like that a lot. Um, I like the idea of taking Red Goblin and or Queen Goblin, whatever the hell her name is, and making her a like and, and making her a duo with Craven and, and giving Craven something to do. I like Craven being in a in a Spider-Man book drawn by Patrick Leeson. Mm. I love the idea of taking the the Golden Goblin idea and just dismantling it by a re, by a real villain like by, by Craven and having him be like, no, that's so, stupid. So she's going to become a regular person, and then Peter's going to throw her off a bridge. Right? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, but and I then he's gonna be like oh I'm these a- are all speculation though I just want to talk about what's in the book right now oh, like sure, it's just sure. the book sorry. itself sorry is sorry. is fun and then you get to the stuff that you can't stomach like Peter Parker being friends with Norman Osborn or at the very least if forgiving him because you know while a lot of people like to talk about Peter's selflessness he is selfless but only how it relates to him because he is a very selfish character sometimes and sometimes he can't help himself. And I like the idea of him being like, I'll never forgive you for this. So the idea of him being like the only person in his entire sphere of influence, because like Aunt May doesn't forgive him. J. Jonah Jameson doesn't get forgive him. Robbie Robertson doesn't get forgive him. Like nobody forgives him. Right. And right, Peter's right. supposed to be like a bastion of integrity and, mor- and, and morality, but he, he, he should be the only one who does it. Like in the House of M universe, he's like, I'm going to, I'm a selfless philanthropist and I treat J. Jonah Jameson like, like dog shit because he, because he made me feel bad once you know like that's yeah. who peter parker is yeah 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 you know he's like i can't help it sometimes there's some people that just need a need a good need a good middle <laughs> finger just, just and that's norman osborne okay. but anyway uh but there's a lot of fun stuff in there um and it, or at least if you read this book as an island you're just kind of like oh okay i mean like the idea of peter getting stabbed with a with a with a with a spear that makes him evil that's not an inherently morally or, con- or or conceptually bankrupt concept. The idea of like having three issues where Peter Parker's like running around being a goblin. I mean, that literally, again, I, I liken it to the House of M series. He's the goblin in that book, like for the whole book. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a, a wholly original concept. It's, we've seen it before. And 
I hate that book, but never mind that. Um, but the idea of like turning Peter evil for a little while, having him run around, have like the Fantastic Four go chase him down or whatever concept that would be at any point in the last 50 years, I, I would be like, yeah, okay. I'd be, I'd stomach it. I'd certainly read it if not like, uh, if not find joy or derive some kind of pleasure from reading it. The problem is everything around it. The problem is the fact that for 33 issues, 30, I'm sorry, 31 issues, we've been kicked in the nuts by this whole book mm. and that there's a lot of like really objectionable problems with it. The fact that like the tombstone arc, while people are clutching at straws trying to talk about how great this, this tombstone arc is, it's not, it hasn't been great. It's been mediocre at best. It's been really one dimensional and kind of lame actually. And it has been uncomfortable and it's been like, th there has been no respite. Like you need to have like some kind of balance in the joy. You need to be happy reading this book, whether it's, you know, I'm not, and I'm not saying you have to be like massaged or, 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 or catered to, or, 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 you know, condescended, mm. you know, books don't need to be like all happy all the time. Right. Right. And right. I'm not one of those people who's like, Peter Parker has to be happy because I think I am Peter Parker and I want to have some kind of break from my miserable life. I'm saying that like, you need to have some give and take. It can't all be take or else you run out of stuff. Mm -hmm. And you run out of patience and you exhaust your reader, you know, like in a, in a novel that's like a thousand pages, you know, your protagonist will inevitably hit their lowest point, but eventually they have to triumph unless it's a tragedy, in which case they don't, you know, but this has been 33 issues of just getting my nuts kicked by a book that's either like mediocre at best or insulting at worst. And um, yeah, it's just that that's that's the problem with this book is that it's just been it's been that. So you get this book that's like drawn by Patrick Leeson. You feel really bad for Patrick Leeson because he's like, he, you know, that's not what he signed up for for the last for the last two arcs for the last two writers. He has not signed on for this stuff. You know, he's like, oh, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. His, I don't know his mind. And I don't want to pretend like, you know, I know how he feels. I'm sure he's just happy to be, be being paid. And if it's the number one book, he should be paid top dollar. You know, and it's occasional that he's on this book in the first place, which is frustrating because like, you know, if he's poached from D.C., you pay him at least better than D.C., right? I mean, that's how it should work. Uh, and if you want him, put him on the book, you know, uh, but 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 all this is, you know, all this is irrelevant. All this is uh, window dressing. What I'm, what I'm what I'm saying is like, you know, people are upset about the about Peter turning evil and being goblined, right? People mm -hmm. are mad. People are upset as the title of this video will, will attest. Uh, and uh, not enough people to make the book sell poorly, by the way, just people online, you know, where everyone's happy, but people are upset. And why are they upset? Right? Because like, again, I, I, I would not inherently dismiss a book where Peter is evil for a minute it, or, or goblin. Yeah. It's not evil. You know, yeah. I, I, that's a little bit of a, of, of a, of a misnomer, but like he's goblin or he has the, the sins of Norman Osborn. It's a number of reasons why, this issue in an island on an, as an island works, but as a concept or as a, as a part of a whole doesn't. And a number of reasons for that. The first of which is the, the goblin sins thing is terrible. So like, she, why she doesn't want them because she doesn't want to be, she doesn't want to be right. Goblin or goblin queen. She doesn't want to be goblin queen anymore. How come Craven doesn't take them? Right. Well, I'm, maybe he will one day, but I'm just saying like, why wouldn't he be like, I'll do it. Right. Yeah. Well, but I think because be, he doesn't want to be, be even more apex I, I, than I was before. Right, I don't know. Well, because we want, because we want Peter to get them. Right. Because and that's the real problem with any story in this run. Like why Zed Wells isn't really suited for this book. Mm. It's because the reasons are not inherent 
in the character. The reasons are because it has to happen. You know, it's it's like George Costanza pitching Seinfeld to the TV executives. He's mm-hmm. like, it's a show about nothing. And they're like, but why am I watching? And he's like, because it's on TV. And they're like, not yet. That's this book where it's like, but why does that happen? Right, right, right. right but right. like, but why does Mary Jane fall in love with Paul? But why is Tombstone trying to take to carve out a piece of the city for himself? Yeah. Right. But like, but why are these people doing this? And if and if it makes sense to them, all it has to do is make sense to them. So hang on. Does 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 Peter know that Gob Red Queen Goblin? Right. Whatever her name. I, Red Queen Goblin should be her name. Red Queen Goblin. Because it's Queen Goblin, I believe. Because there's a Goblin Queen that's Madeline Pryor who is in a Spider-Man event. By the way, she should have been like, excuse me, honey. Let me take those sins and I'm going to put them someplace else. Right. First I'll make off, a demon out of it. And he's just a little goblin. You're just, you are, you're just trying to eat my lunch and yeah. that's not going to happen. She I'm, should put I'm him into rec wrap. Anyway, um, does Peter, Peter knows about the whole sins thing. Right. He, he's aware of the sins thing. And I haven't been reading this, so I don't know the answer to this. So I'm going to ask you this question. Sure. Why hasn't Peter talked to anyone? Stephen? Like, <laughs> Because he can't, and that's right. Or when because Stephen was can't. dead, Clea, Clea right? What Who a great one hundred percent would have been like. Okay, I got what this. What a fun issue that I would have been. This. And can you imagine if she had gone like totally Clea about it? And Peter's like, I made a mistake. Yeah, I would love him to show up and be like, Okay, Doc. Okay. Yeah, right. She's like, Yeah, let's do this. Come on. Like, blah. She hits him with a thing. Like, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to go to the dark dimension. I'm gonna hit you with a thing that like and turns him into something that like protects him like from being like seen in the dark dimension you know what i mean like something like that or she's like oh you've got like a you've, like mephisto has been been mucking with mucking with your soul she would have said something right before they left but like he would have been like normally i make a whole bunch of like jokes, jokes. can i she's do like, that with you she's like no but i can curse you with a silence spell if you if you start just, just you know or like or, saying, her, like, her would... solution is just so much more extreme than he wants yeah you know, like again we just wrote a really fun four issue arc for spider-man that's like more in, in, in enticing than any of this <laughs> and it's like because but but i don't want to do that and that that's you you can't think and it's one of my main problems with a lot of big two comics right now and, and when i say right now i mean for the last like 10 years at, at least where a lot of ongoing serialized disposable fiction is but I don't want to do that mm. or well, b- b- because, I, because I have another idea that's going to happen after this. Mm-hmm. And that has to happen to make that pay off. Like mm-hmm. it's never just inherent. I, I, I am very, I'm very much aware that I'm reading a comic book right now. And that is a criticism I've given to this series specifically yeah. at least four times. I know. Like, I know. And, but it, but it's, it bears repeating because it's something that needs to be said because I'm seeing a lot of like vitriol on TikTok and on YouTube and online where people are like, Oh, this is stupid. And this sucks. This person is garbage. And I hate this. And then the other thing, like Zeb Wells wrote, really funny sketches for robot robot chicken he wrote hellions he and he wrote a fun issue that this book works in if it isn't associated with everything else so i don't want to demonize this this person no and i don't and i never do you know like i i I was the one who was singing the praise of dan slot when he launched big time who eventually wore out his welcome and a lot of that had to do with his commentary Mm-mm. on the book as opposed yeah. to if you if people have just been reading the book in a vacuum without hearing about what dan slot had to say about marvel or comic books i think people would be a lot more willing to give it a shot and when i say a shot people have already done that superior spider-man sold great and people love his run so it's like 
you know, and, and, he, and he's allowed to slash given carte blanche to do multiple stories, including a book that launched arguably people's favorite Spider-Man movie franchise of all time. Mm. So, you know, you can't like diminish the contributions of Dan Slott. Yeah. But, you know, uh, so I don't want to diminish any writer, um, but this, if, if, I, if, if I can say, if I'm aware of the commentary, if I'm aware of like the construction of the book as opposed to just being lost in the book, mm-hmm. then the book is a failing. Um, mm. and, and the commentary around the book is also what's hurting this and why people are so mad. Why are people so mad? Because this could easily be a fake out. Every single Bendis comic book or every single last chapter of a, of a, JR, uh, of a J.K. Rowling book ends in the, in the middle of a sentence, basically, so that we can need to turn the page. Mm. Every single issue of an Ultimate Spider-Man ends with, oh, full page reveal. Right, right. Even if it's unearned. This could be one of those, right? Where Peter is turning to a goblin and Goblin Queen goes, nope. Or Norman goes, nope. Or Doctor Strange goes, nope. You know, something happens. But we've seen art. We've seen solicitations. We know. But Zeb Wells has said, this is what's going to herald a 24-issue arc. A 24-issue arc. Boom. Of what? Of Peter being a goblin. So, like, for a lot of readers, I haven't gotten Spider-Man yet. You know, like I haven't actually been able to be comfortable in the book yet. What? And now we're going to transform him into the a goblin version of Peter, who will undoubtedly like upset Aunt May or or, or alienate himself further from his friends and his super community. Like oh, you can see where it's going. Who's the book going to be about? Right, it, it's about him. And you're just gonna it's gonna. But I mean, this is the guy who wrote Hellion, so we're gonna we're gonna read a book about a piece of shit, right? Like because that's what I feel comfortable writing about. You know, and and that's the problem with this book is that like I am never not aware of what they're doing with it. What? Well, maybe he just said that. Maybe it's not. It's just yeah, because there is te- an event coming called Gang War, which of course there's a there's a there. I can already tell you there's a better Gang War, and it's a it's Spider-Man Gang War came out like in the '80s. Go read that. But like, we know that. Like, I I assume based on solicitations and art that like. Peter won't be goblined during gang war. But what, like, how can you say that? And of course, because it's bi-weekly, we know it'll be a year. 24 issues is essentially 12 issues. So it's it's 12 months. What clones has Peter got floating around right now? What clones? Chasm still around? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Kane has been resurrected. Um, Maybe one of them will take Rec it Rap is, is literally in this reality swinging around. Okay. Um, oh, there. Well, and not really a clone, but like a doppelganger. Miles exists, um, and uh, you know, so there's plenty of spiders. Not to mention, of course, I just the meant like maybe one of them will take on the sins of. I mean, like, or, or Norman will do it because that's what the whole thing is about. Like, we, Zeb has been teasing, and they'll have like a really touching moment where you. He's are like, I'm like, sorry. And you're like, cool. Wait, you you did kill Gwen, and <laughs> so I don't really feel bad for you. I mean, you did a lot of you did a lot of things. Yeah, like a lot of things. So maybe, hmm, okay. Right. No. Oh, don't forget uh, the fact that Otto's going to become the Superior Spider Man. So that's another Spider character. Right. But yeah, uh, the book is a problem, and it's a problem only for people who want to read and enjoy the series. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Nightcrawler too. He's... Yeah, Nightcrawler is going to be a Spider Man. Um, but again, like in a vacuum, maybe he could help get rid of the sins. You know. He's... Yeah. Anyway, God, I'm sorry. In right? a vacuum. But, uh, uh, you know, maybe it's a lie. I don't know. 
I'm looking ahead at like other books that are coming around. That's a really good cover. What the actual hell? I think that's an Edmund Guinness cover. Oh. And, you know, it has nothing to do with. It's really dope. Yeah. Is that supposed to be like, or, I don't even, I love that. Yeah, it's a dark chapter for Spider-Man. The idea is that like. I just like that cover. Yeah, we're going to see like Spider-Man fight with, uh, you know, they're, they're teasing things like spider-man and the goblin um uh what's it who's peter's next victim the penultimate chapter of a story you'll never forget and it's spider-man and goblin in a shattered mirror but i assume it's peter as a goblin um and then the next issue teases this next arc sets up 24 issues of amazing spider-man and the cover is of peter as a goblin or maybe it's not right but maybe maybe the sins maybe peter's sins come out maybe like maybe norman steals his spider suit (laughs) Yeah, it could be Norman being a Spider-Man. It could be a it could be a misdirect, right? It doesn't have to be Peter as a goblin. It could be Norman as a spider and a goblin. The thing is, like you know, I I don't know anybody who wants this, but the problem is, no one is like, nobody who is reading this, who's making it the number one book, is saying anything. You know, it's just quiet. Because everybody, because most people who read comic books don't say anything. They just they just read their books and they go home. You know? I, I so, just think it's really weird that there's, there's there's a Mickey Mouse variant cover on that issue where it's just like, and now Spider Man's a goblin, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Mickey Mouse. Well, we're owned by him, and it's you know after Todd McFarlane. So yeah, it's it's uh you know it it it's tough to be a spider-man reader but also it's like not because if you're a spider-man reader you're probably just you're probably just quietly reading your comic books and not saying anything so i don't know what the uh what what the what the deal is i i I don't know what to do about it i mean all all i can tell you and again all i can tell you is don't read it like just stop reading the book take it off your pull list and just don't because the only thing that Mm -hmm. will ever stop that run or that decision is is going to be sales they don't care about your the, the what much what what what's worse is they actually thrive on your negativity online like mm-hmm. this unfortunately this conversation that i'm having helps them because it promotes the book and it gets them like excited for you know for the next thing i know it's it's a it's an homage um <laughs> okay. but uh it's yeah uh, i mean th- they would never have made R- spider-man rain too if they didn't want your rage bait, you know, they, they didn't call it like uh, uh, the Kari Andrews's Magnum Opus is finally getting a sequel. They're saying the most like divisive or the most reviled or the most like upsetting Spider-Man story you've ever read is finally getting a, a sequel. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're leaning into rage bait and they know that like nothing makes Spider-Man fans more mad than soliciting a Spider-Man book. It's terrible that sucks yeah and and what's worse is it's ultimately self-defeating because it, you will eventually burn out your audience like your audience will inevitably run out of hate and anger and they'll just stop i i mean one can hope right <laughs> anyway so those are my thoughts on spider-man um but let's talk about some super chats and then we will recommend some comics that come out this week that we think you should buy yeah uh, because there are some really cool looking books that are out let's there just shake this off yeah let's let's move on um uh, where are we here um ah silver cricket realms of x makes me want to 
kind yeah, of we want did that one yeah okay mean girls yeah uh mason guerra or guerra says maybe martian manhunter show or movie any ideas i think i think jean could lend himself to a show 100 percent. especially if you let him do like it's like a like a like detective guy? yeah detective story like a like a law and order more like you know martian DC. Edition. yeah <laughs> dc edition yeah yeah starring john jones yeah detective. where it's like he's doing that but also superheroing yeah i think there's something there ray far comic pop woo woo to you too I've been able to catch on off the rack for a while because I'm preparing for another college semester of teaching. Nice. Thanks for all you do. Congratulations, Ray. And good luck to you, man. Break a leg. Laser discs, comma pop. No question. Here's some coin. Thanks, well, Lenny. Thank Laser discs. We appreciate it. Well, and then he says, okay, I lied. Does the penguin show anyone his French flipper trick in this issue? No, that's uh, not a thing we see. You, there's no sex scene in this book. Uh, denial. Okay, Sal, Tiffany, level with me. I heard Peter just got off being a doc ock. What the hell is going on in this run? Uh, it's weird because like i i think that it's like a combination of like here's one for me here's one for you like editorials like do this and make them mad and blah and i got this idea and he's like okay as long as you give me this arc with tombstone okay as long as you give me this arc with doc ock's arms okay as long as you let me do this like it's just a tit for tat mm. uh schrodinger's goblin from uh ramon morera yep yep will they won't they uh, Ken Barbie, if Norman truly felt he was good and had a conscience now, he would recognize he needs to turn himself in, uh, do the time like the rest of the murders. Yeah, they've been weird about Norman's like, is he a goblin? People, like, there are still people who don't even believe he was Green Goblin. So, like, it, it's it's weird. Like, Ben Urich wrote a book called, like, Norman Osborn is a Green Goblin, and he got sued by, not, by Norman Osborn. So, you know, it, it's weird. This guy, 9947, I dropped Amazing at number one. I'm enjoying Slot Spidey and I'm looking forward to splitting into two books. Oh, is it going to be two books? I didn't even know that. I know that we're getting Superior and, oh yeah, that's right, and Bailey's getting his own book. So let's talk about some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Tiffany, take it away. Oh, I thought you were going first. Wolverine number 36 is coming out. What it's an awesome cover. Freaking hot claws. Um, no, it's Weapons of Vengeance uh, Part 3. So if you are on the Ben Percy, uh, you know, the Johnny Blaze Wolverine yeah. bandwagon. There it is. It's also marked as Fall of X, though this is Wolverine. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I don't know. But remember, I, it, they're only using the Wolverine book to carry over. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Wolverine really should definitely be doing something. Well, I, I, I yeah, don't know. he's not. I, I just I don't know. Um, Moon Knight's annual is coming out. Hey, annual number one. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Jed McKay on this, and uh, I uh, with a new artist, <laughs> uh, yes, Chris Hyun Sung Lee. Okay, I'm not familiar with their work, but I'm looking forward to this. I like annuals, like, yeah, it's like a nice little break. It's fun. Sometimes it continues the story, sometimes it doesn't. I'm well, and I see it's also connected to Contest of Chaos, which mm -hmm. is a uh, hot Agatha event that's kind of like a contest of champions rehash oh okay. so we're seeing i think what it looks like shang chi fighting uh moon it's Knight. Not. it's not oh it's uh it's tai gu sorry thank you maybe uh but Which yeah i think i saw in wait a minute i think he was in moon Knight. Um, no in um freaking uh shang oh yeah shang chi okay I think maybe I can't remember how that ended. I, th I thought there was like a little contest there too. Mm -hmm. I, maybe I'm wrong about well, that. But I, so there's going to be like this involved. contest of champions, but I don't know. Well, regardless, I still happening. like an annual. It's just kind of like, Oh, get neat. More, yeah. cool. It is more to all oh, kinds oh, of like it's 20, 20 pages. pages. What the hell? That's weird. Anyway, Danny catch coming out too. Yay. I think this is what the a great last cover. One. Yeah. I think this is the last one though. So Danny catch ghost rider. It's called an ending. Yeah. 
Here's an ending. Thanks, Howard. Would you would you like an ending? I, I prefer them. D- don't miss this epic finale. Whatever. I'm I I, I, Whatever. I this is so silly. I like it. Whatever. Yep. I'm, I'm yes, please. Thank you. Yep. More more of this, please. I think is this really is Ben Harvey doing the covers? The covers? I don't know. Because he's great. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to give a shout out to the Devil's Cut. Oh, from the Yeah, it's coming out. Um it's gonna be ten bucks. Yep. But it's a bunch of little stories in there um from a lot of big writers. Uh we're talking Scott Snyder, uh Brian Azzarello, uh Mark Bernardin, James Tyne the Fourth, Rom V, Becky Cloonan, Stephanie Phillips, uh Jamie McKelvey, so on and so forth. Yes. Um the one I'm the most interested in though is Jock. He's doing Ugh. writing and drawing in this. I, I freaking cannot wait. Yep. Really want to read that one quite a bit. A lot of good artists in here too. Frank Avia is going to be in here. Uh, Tula Lotte, Elsa Chartier will have some work in here. Joel Jones, a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, if you're an indie fan and you just want to check out a bunch of little vignette stories or little like short stories, yeah, go check it out. It's 88, 88, pages. 88 pages. That's why it's ten dollars. Yeah, that's why it's ten bucks because it's eighty eight pages. It's like it's like a it's a it's a book. It's a yeah. little book. Um, so you can go check it out. Um, and then I I remember this book was coming out. Oh, it's an IDW book, uh, The Hunger and the Dusk. It's a uh, like a like a, a fantasy, you know, adventure cool story. I think I remember you reading the first issue. I did read the first issue. I had a lot of fun with it, so I'm gonna try to pick up the second one. That's written by G Willow Wilson, um, with art by Christian Wild Goose. So yeah, check it out. And there might be something I've missed, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, Ultimate Invasion number three, the penultimate issue of uh, Ultimate Invasion, is coming along with uh, the, of course, Return of the Ultimate Universe World Tree. Yeah, I, I I specifically didn't mention it because I haven't been keeping up. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, Thanks for blowing up my spot, though. Sorry. I really appreciate it. Uh, Superboy Man of Tomorrow. This is a fun series that I've been enjoying, so I'm going to keep reading it. Uh, Night Terrors, Night's End number one. I believe this is the finale. Uh, yep, Night Terrors finale. Special oversized issue, 48 pages for... Uh, I don't know how much it is. Uh, six bucks. Um, but this is going to be the end of Night Terrors. Um, so there you go. Then we'll be back to normal. For, for, like, I think it's just like the smoky effect on Insomnia. But yeah. he looks like um, a Titan from. Yep. From Attack on Titan. Titan. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, Blade number two. This is a great series. Uh, Mar- Ms. Marvel, the new mutant number one. I'm going to obviously read that. I got to check it out. It's I fall believe. of X. So I guess I'll have to check it out. Right. And it's, it's written by Iman Vel- uh, Noah. Sabir Piz- uh, Pirzad. Yeah. Uh, and Man- Iman Vellani. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I can imagine a mom's like, wait, what's happening? Like, okay. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she knows. She reads the comics. That's so. true. I meant like with all the X stuff. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. Uh, Conan the Barbarian uh, from Titan Comics is coming out. Uh, number two, obviously. So check that out as well. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll check. Um, Plot Holes number one is coming out uh, from Sean Gordon Murphy. Uh, that's gonna be fun We've, he's been teasing that forever that's so awesome nice to see that's finally it's, it's, coming out it's happening and that's it for me yeah yeah so uh we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh for supporting us thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show thanks to huff for the incredible uh i think there was a super chat stuff yep scroll down yeah, this. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Nikki Kapoor. Enough about Spider-Man. I'm reading Dark Phoenix for the first time, and it's pretty good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, Dark Phoenix was great. Right. I thought there was another one, but like, hang on. Maybe it went away. Maybe. 
Oh, uh, yeah, there. Oh, okay. Where was that? I don't know. It was weird. We have a, we have two sections sections for them. Yeah, where did I get that cap? I actually opened it on this channel. It's from Huff. Yeah, from Huff. Here, it's right there. I, I meant that I was trying to find the right. But go to uh, Huff Worldwide. Huffworldwide.com. Yeah, this was the night prowling snapback. Sorry, I was gonna be like, I right. also got this fun t-shirt. And we got this fun t-shirt. Why do they just sell these shirts? Yeah, these are shirts available at huffworldwide.com. Where you can get one of those shirts. Nice. And they're not sponsoring us. They just, just they just they just helped us out. Like they they send them over to us. So why not? Hashtag not sponsored. But uh, thanks to Huff huffworldwide.com. You can get these sweet things. Uh, and thank you especially to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show officially. Uh, thank you very much for all that. Uh, make sure to follow us more on uh, this channel, youtube.com slash returns. See us at Baltimore Comic-Con, ZapCon, and of course, New York Comic-Con coming up this uh, next couple of months. Uh, like this video, subscribe to the channel, check out twitch.tv slash comicpop to watch Tiffany play streams, and we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Off the Rack. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.